thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We are having such a good time, yes. I tell you. The yes. Word thrills you. Doesn't yes. it just thrill you? Yes. How do you know that the Word is finding its home in your heart when you get thrilled with it? Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, there's nothing that gives you a better ride than the Word. Right. Amen. Yes. We have been taking several episodes. My goodness, I don't know how many now. Um, but in this series, we've been teaching on the wisdom of God. And we talked first about that when you're faced with a test, get his wisdom. That's right. Amen. That's right. Get the word in you, mm -hmm. but find out too what he would say to you. Yes. James tells us if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. Right. Amen. Isn't that simple? Yes. Yes. And it is just that simple. Yes. Um, let him ask and God will give liberally. He will give of his wisdom. So when you know the mind of God or you know the answer of God for your need, how many of you know victory is always the outcome? Yes. Amen. Amen. So we took quite a bit of time talking about gaining the wisdom of God or looking to the wisdom of God, drawing on the wisdom of God. If you've been, if I could say this, lingering in a test. Um, you know, when God delivered his people out of Egypt, he sent them on a particular path to take. And uh, the wisdom of God was available to them at every obstacle on the path he sent them on. He sent them on the path that led them to the Red Sea. Now you go mm, naturally thinking that path is a little bit risky. Why? Because they ended up with a sea in front of them, a mountain range to the right, a mountain range to the left, and a mad enemy army with dead firstborn coming after them. It looks like, could there have been an easier path? What was the wisdom of God? Moses, hold your rod out over that sea. That was the wisdom of God, the answer of God, the mind of God, the genius of God for that moment of need. No matter what moment of need you're at, God has the wisdom. His wisdom, you find out his wisdom for that and things will open up for you. Then they, of course, walk through the Red Sea. They're all delivered. The enemy army, you say, why did God let that Egyptian army, why did he let him, so to speak, travel and catch up with them? Because he knew if we don't deal with them, 
as they're journeying into the promised land, they're going to keep having to deal with them over time, after yes. time, after time. So he allowed them, that enemy army, to follow them to the Red Sea. They tried to do what God's people did and it didn't work. Why? Because that wasn't their wisdom. God didn't tell them to get in that river, that seabed. What was wisdom for one was not wisdom for another. <laughs> that, that means God, God has a plan for your life and you have to hear his wisdom for your plan. Don't, don't just pick up anybody's plan or formulate your own plan, but you need his plan. So when that Egyptian army tried to carry out the exact same thing as they saw the, the Hebrews do, it didn't work for them. Right. They were completely drowned and, that, and the, the Hebrews never had to deal with them again. God allowed them to go that far just to get rid of the enemy. Now they go into the, the wilderness. God led them that way, but not to linger there. They were only meant to pass through there. But what did they do? They quit operating in the wisdom of God. And because they did not hold to his wisdom, they ended up dying in a wilderness that they wandered in for 40 years. And the sad thing is they never arrived. And they were in proximity. You could go to the top of the mountain and see where they're supposed to be. And they died never arriving, but living in proximity of what was theirs all along. Why did they not enter? They did not hold to the wisdom of God. What was the wisdom of God? I've given you the land. Go. It is a land that flows with milk and honey. The enemies in that land, they're bred for you. Go after it. And they did not hold to the wisdom of God. What was the wisdom of God? It was his word to them. Amen. So the wisdom of God is the word of God. Amen. Amen. What does God say to you? When you hold to it, you hold to wisdom. And in Proverbs chapter four, verse six, it says, forsake not wisdom. Mm -hmm. And the Amplified says, she will keep, defend, protect, and guard you. So when people are not experiencing the success that belongs to them, go back and check, are you following the wisdom of God? Mm -hmm. Am I following what God told me to do? Amen. No use wandering when you can arrive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse seven. Did we read it? Let's read it. (laughs) Proverbs four, verse seven says, the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. What is the wisdom of God for every born-again Christian? The plan of God, the Word of God. In His wisdom, He he, he authored a plan for your life. The wisdom of God is get His wisdom. Find out that plan. Get that wisdom. Find out who you are in Christ. For the the believer, for the born-again Christian, For those who are in Christ, the wisdom of God is who you are in Christ. Amen. What belongs to you because you're in Christ. So in verse seven, when it says the beginning of wisdom is get wisdom, we've got to run that through the New Testament. The New Testament, the wisdom of God is what belongs to us because we're in Christ. So get wisdom, skillful and godly wisdom for skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing. When you know what God says about you, Mm -hmm. 
man, everything else falls. Yes. In the, everything else falls when it opposes that wisdom. Yes. But you have to hold to wisdom. Yes. Remember the first verses in, in verse 6, forsake not wisdom, or the first words in verse 6, forsake not wisdom. Don't forget, don't lay down the, the wisdom of who you are in Christ. Right. When you're opposed, you're going to need that wisdom. Amen. Amen. That's true. Amen. Verse Amen. 8 says, prize wisdom highly and exalt her. Hold to the wisdom of who you are in Christ. Yes. Hold to the wisdom of what God told you to do about your life. Right. Hold to the wisdom of his plan for your life. Yes. And notice this, it says, prize wisdom highly and exalt her and she will exalt and promote you and bring you to honor when you embrace her. Or we could say this, when you hold to wisdom, when you consistently walk in line with wisdom. Amen. Amen. We were talking and saying previously some things about um, make sure that you fill up with the word. When you fill up with the word, you're filling up with the wisdom of God. That's right. The yeah. word of God is the wisdom of God. Be full of his wisdom. Yeah. Amen. Um, if you have someone that um, is a chef, and I've used this example before, but it's so true about my house, <laughs> is that um, it, you can bring a chef to my house and there's so few ingredients in my refrigerator, in my pantry, because I'm not a cook. So I can bring a chef, and because if someone is a, is a chef, it's amazing what they can throw together. Right. Right. Yeah. They can take a few basic ingredients, uh -huh. and they can make something really, really good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's impressive to me, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, um, but you give him a whole kitchen full right. of resources. Yes. Yeah. Fill up the refrigerator. Uh -huh. yes. Fill up the pantry. Yeah. You're going to have a buffet of delight, yes. right? Yes. Well, the Holy Ghost, we give him just a little bit of the word. He'll whip up something. Mm -hmm. He'll help you. That's but if you want to eat good, yes. fill up yes. your, the, the, the shelves of your spirit. Yes. Stock the yes. shelves of your spirit yes. with the fullness of the word. And I tell you what, you'll eat liberally every day. Yes. You, will eat, you will eat royally every day. Yes. So the important thing is to get full of the word because when you get full of the word, you get full of wisdom. Yes. Amen. 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 Now, um, we want to see something. Turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16. Paul is writing, I would encourage you in the epistles. Now, the epistles are the letters of the New Testament written to the church. The Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospels um, give us the history of Jesus' earthly ministry. But all the letters after that are called the epistles, and these are written to the church. Sometimes if you find something, and this is what you'll see, is Jesus will say something, and then Paul will say something. And people will say, well, they're in contrast to one another. They are contrary to one another. No, Jesus was speaking to those of his day, but Paul was speaking to the born again yes. church. Right. Yes. Amen. That's true. So they're not in contrast. You have to know who they were speaking to. Yes. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. So the epistles are what the spirit of God was saying to the church mm -hmm. 
the born again believer. Go through the epistles and find prayers in the epistles and then underline those, mark those somehow and learn to pray those because those are spirit led prayers and they will get results. So we see one of those prayers. Don't just, don't just think you have to think up your own prayers. Learn to pray the word, learn to pray the word. Don't just pray your imagination. Uh Don't just pray your feelings. Don't just pray your circumstances. Uh Pray the word. It's fine to talk with God and tell him about things that you're facing in your daily life and things that you're looking to him on, but don't leave out the prayers of the word. So Ephesians 1 verse 16, we see one of those prayers. Paul is writing and he says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Now look at this, give unto you the spirit of wisdom. And who's going to give it? That God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. Look at this. About what? In the knowledge of him. That God would give you wisdom and knowledge about him. Who you are in him. Amen. Amen. Verse 18 says the eyes, and this is still the prayer, Mm -hmm. that the eyes of your understanding, what's the eyes of your understanding? We could say it this way, the eyes of your spirit. The eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your spirit being enlightened. What's that mean? That it may dawn on your spirit. Not just, um, this isn't just a mental thing, but I'm praying that the truths, the wisdom and the knowledge of who you are in Christ would dawn on your spirit. The eyes of your understanding or your spirit being enlightened that you may know, number one, what, what is Paul praying that the people would know? That you may know, number one, what is the hope of his calling? Mm-hmm. Number two, that you would know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Number three, that you would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. Amen. You go, what does all that mean? <laughs> Well, number one, what is the hope of his calling means uh, what belongs to you, who you are in Christ, who you are in Christ, that you would have understanding, that you would have wisdom, that you would have knowledge of who you are in Christ. This has to dawn on your spirit. This isn't something that the mind can grab hold of. The spirit can receive things that the mind can't understand. You know, you can believe things with your heart that your mind cannot comprehend. For example, when I go to get on a commercial flight, um, I do not understand all that has to take place for that plane to get lifted on the gr- off the ground, but I believe it's going to be lifted because I put myself on it. So you can believe things you don't fully understand. Your heart needs to grab hold of some things. And when you do, I mean, you'll, you'll come into some understanding of some things, but know this, he's praying that you would know what is the hope of his calling or what belongs or who you are in Christ. Number two, that you would know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is that? That you would know what belongs to you because you're in Christ. Number three and that you would know what is exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. What is that? That is so what you can know what you can do. Yes. 
because you're in Christ. So the three things that you would know who you are, what you have, and what you can do because you're in Christ. Let's say it again, that you would know who you are, what you have, and what you can do because you're in Christ. Now your doing can bless your life, but it also blesses somebody else's life. The doing is not just for your benefit, but it's for the benefit of others. So when you know who you are and what you have, you're a greater blessing to others. When you don't know who you are in Christ, when you don't know what you have in Christ, you're a limited blessing in in that flow. Amen. There's a greater blessing we are when we know who we are in Christ, what we have because we're in Christ and what we can do in Christ. Know that this is what Paul is essentially praying. And he says, I'm praying that God would give you the spirit of wisdom. So what is wisdom? Knowing who you are, what you have and what you can do because you're in Christ. That's the wisdom. Notice this, that God would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So it would be revealed revealed to you uh-huh. the scope of what that means. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. That takes the Holy Ghost to help reveal this uh-huh. to you. Right. You can't just study this out and get it. No. It has to dawn on your spirit. Yes. It has to be enlightened. I, it is what he said, the spirit of wisdom yes. and the spirit of revelation. Amen. That wisdom is revealed to us by the spirit. When it dawns on your spirit, when it dawns on the inside of you, what belongs to you, that's when it works for you. You say, well, I know that you, you know, I've heard that healing belongs to me, but how come I'm not healed? It hadn't dawned on you yet. Just because you heard it doesn't mean it's dawned on you. You got to keep hearing and keep hearing and keep hearing till it dawns on you. I remember when I went to school at first grade. Now we didn't have kindergarten in our little town where we were. So I started in first grade and I was only five years old. Um, My birthday was coming up. And so they let me go ahead and be in. So I was the youngest in the first grade class and I was not ready. (laughs) I mean, I was ready to stay home with mom. That's what I was ready to do. (laughs) And so I was overwhelmed. The kids were a little older. And the first day of school, the teacher had handed out books to us and she said, okay, let's go to page one and let's read it. And I go, let's read it. I don't even know what that is on that page. What are those? I I, I could say my ABCs, but I couldn't put those letters together to make words. And so when she said, let's go to the first page and let's read, I thought that meant everyone else in the room could read, but I couldn't. I thought something's wrong with me. I can't read. (laughs) And I just started crying. Here I just sat in the first grade, first day of school, and I just sit crying while they're reading the book because I think I'm in trouble because I can't read this. And the second day, she opens up the book. Let's go and let's read. And so I start crying because I think I'm in trouble because I can't read. She comes up to me. She says, honey, why are you crying? I said, you're telling me to read and I can't read. <laughs> And, you know, I realized no one else could either. (laughs) It took me a while to realize no one else is in there reading. She was doing all the reading. God will give you people that know what you don't for you to listen to them, for you to learn, for you to partake. And if you'll be a good student, it'll begin to dawn on you. 
I don't remember the one day I began reading. It just started dawning on me. And little by little, I began to comprehend and take it in. How did it dawn on me? I kept showing up every day for school. I kept staying around it. When someone uh, sees these, these great truths in the Word and you go... I know I've heard it preached that prosperity is mine and peace is mine and healing is mine and victory is mine, but I don't know how to get there. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't sit sit down and just start crying like I did at the desk. Just keep coming back around the Word. Just keep staying around. Stay under your pastor. Keep feeding on the Word. Keep feeding on broadcasts like this. Keep feeding on different teachers of the Word. Stay around it. And before long, you won't know one specific day, but all of a sudden, little by little, it'll start dawning on you and you'll start grabbing the meaning of some things. But you can also, as... Paul prayed this for other Christians. You can pray it, and we should pray it for all believers, but you can pray it for yourself. Father, I take unto myself Mm -hmm. the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation so that I would know who I am in him, so that I would know what I can do, what I have, what I can do because I'm in him. Father, I take that to my spirit by faith. I I, know naturally I might not can understand all that right now, but I I know, I know that uh, it's for me and I expect it to dawn on me. I thank you that it dawns on me. Amen. Don't be concerned about what you don't know. Don't be occupied with what you don't know. Amen. Amen. Just trust him to bring you into that wisdom of what belongs to you because you're in Christ. Amen. Amen. So that wisdom is revealed to us by his spirit. It has to dawn on our spirit. So what's that mean? We have the help of the Holy Ghost who is in our spirit that he will help it dawn on us. You can, we are to study the word, meditate on the word, because when we set ourselves in the atmosphere of the word, we're setting ourselves in a place where the spirit, if I could say this, has our attention. Right, amen. And he can author some things yes. in us. Amen. Go with me, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'm going to start reading in verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. This is the King James translation. Paul is again writing and he says, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. My, 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 what is that? The treasure of this is so deep, so rich, so vast that the eye and the ear, the natural side of man can't even grasp this. Amen. 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 But look at verse 10. But God has, has revealed them. Really? He has revealed them unto us. Notice this. We don't have to be in the dark. We don't have to be unknowledgeable. We don't have to be without that wisdom. God reveals them unto us by his spirit. Ah, why by his spirit? His spirit dwells in us, in your spirit. And the Holy Spirit will cause it to become revelation. He'll unveil it to your spirit. Amen. 
Now, um, I want to reference real quickly. We're going to stay right here in 1 Corinthians, but remember what we read in Ephesians 1 of that prayer. Paul said that God may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. It's given. It's not, you can study, 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 but you can't make it revelation to you. Only the spirit can make what you study revelation to you. I like something Smith Wigglesworth said. He said he was an English preacher and um, he lived in the first half of the 1900s. Powerful man of God, man of faith. But he said some like to read the Bible in Greek some like to read it in Hebrew. Those, that's not wrong. But he said, I like to read it in the Holy Ghost. Yes. What's he mean? He knows that even if he reads it in Greek, even if he were to read it in Hebrew, it won't dawn on him until the Spirit reveals it. I like what George Mueller or George, George Muller would say. Um, he had an orphanage that housed 2,500 orphans in Bristol, England, in the 1800s. And he said, I don't read my way through the Bible. I meditate my way through the yes. Bible. What's he saying? I don't make it a mental pro action, a mental exercise. I take it into my spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals that to us. He thinks deeply into it. He doesn't just let it pass through his mind like water through a pipe. But he takes his time and he soaks in that and he meditates on it. And as he gives that time, then the Holy Spirit draws back the curtain, so to speak. The Holy Spirit reveals it. Your study will never reveal all that the Spirit can show. Amen. That's right. But as you study, you position yourself for the Holy Spirit to reveal it. Amen. So here it says that God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Aren't we glad that we have a divine teacher on the inside yes. of us? Amen. That's right. These are divine words. That's the right. wisdom of God is divine wisdom. Yes. They need a divine teacher. A human teacher cannot impart to you Amen. what divine words and divine wisdom show. That's true. Amen. We have a divine teacher called the Holy Ghost. Yes. Pay attention to him. Be sensitive to him. Yes. Turn toward him. Yes. Holy Spirit, I thank you yes. that you're my teacher. Yes. I thank you that as I feed on this word, you unveil it to me. You reveal it. You, you, you open it up to me so that it dawns on my spirit, not just my mind. When it dawns on your spirit and then you release your faith, that's when you get manifestation. If it's just a mental thing and you try to release mental faith, there's no faith in your mind. Their faith is in your heart, but right. you just try to approach something mentally. Then people get frustrated because they're, they're saying like words, mm -hmm. but they're saying it without revelation. Amen. But when you say the word of God, the wisdom of God from a place of revelation, that's when you get manifestation. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss it. We're going to keep going along this line and thank God for the word. Amen. Amen. And uh, you don't want to miss it. So join us next time. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, 
She teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. We cannot live the life God authored for us without His power. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.